Hi, I'm Megan Hillica, a grieving mother turned grief coach. I now support, guide, and offer tools to navigate the unthinkable of child loss to other moms who also know this pain. I help you go from empty, lost, and broken to learning to carry your grief and live alongside it. If there's one thing I want you to see, it's hope. Hope that there's life after loss. Hope that there's so much more for you and encouragement that you're normal. All of this is possible along with never forgetting or moving on from your baby or child. I'm holding on to hope for you until you are ready to hold it yourself. Welcome to Grieving Moms Podcast. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Grieving Moms Podcast. This is episode number 86, Physical Sickness in Grief. Before we dive in today, I just want to ask you if you like this podcast, if you can rate it and review it and subscribe so that you never miss an episode. When you subscribe, then it's just downloaded every week. This comes out every Thursday, and so you don't have to miss anything. So let's talk about physical sickness and grief. Have you noticed a significant change in your physical health since your child died? Um, I certainly did. I didn't realize how much grief stressed my physical body until I was living it. For me, I was so sick so often in the first year or so after Aria died. I ended up going to the emergency room a few times, and the one experience that stands out in my mind was when I woke up in the morning and my whole entire face was going numb. I immediately called my sister-in-law and was like, I think something's going wrong with me. Maybe I need to go to the hospital. I don't know what's happening. And she told me that she's had that happen before, and that's from stress and anxiety. And so I that was like the first time that I started to understand that. At that point, I was sleeping probably one to two hours a night of broken sleep. And this had been happening for about three months or so. I was stressed out because of grief, trauma, anxiety, and everything that came in between, trying to keep my three children alive and safe while also grieving and missing my daughter, Aria, so much. So this was when things started to click for me, how grief can show up physically in our bodies. I had never heard or learned about emotions or how big of a role they played inside of our bodies. Before, they were kind of like things that you felt that I kind of tried to shove under the rug and not feel. And now I was being forced to reckon with the grief, the exhaustion, and it became very clear that I needed to do something different than what I was doing, that I couldn't keep living the way I was. So I kind of think of it as sometimes grief in our bodies, and we don't want to, so say we don't want to face it, we're trying to like keep busy or push it away or numb it. And then eventually your body, your body's like, sorry, there's a problem here. There's a lot of emotions going on here. There's a lot of things in your body and I'm not going to let you keep numbing it any longer. I'm not going to let you keep busy any longer. I'm not going to let you ignore it any longer. And it starts to show up in your body because these, these things are there. So how does grief affect your body? And again, this is through my own experience and my own understanding of how the body works and what I've learned from reading a huge variety of books. But when you are stressed, you have anxiety, fear, and those emotions that put stress in your body, your immune system is lower. So you have a bigger chance of getting sick. It's um, very common to feel 
all of those things after your child dies, your body has never had to go through such a painful emotional experience before. And then emotions are truly a physical thing in your body. For some reason, I used to think of emotions were like in my mind. I I don't really think I connected with my body and my emotions. I just didn't want to feel them. So they were like something that happened that I just didn't really connect with. But I learned that I do need to sit with the emotion in my body, and I do need to feel and process and experience them physically. So according to the emotion code, emotions get can get trapped in your body, and then that part of your body can become physically sick. Think of like broken heart syndrome. So like we've all heard of this, that you, your child dies or somebody, somebody's grieving and they actually begin to get sick, that your heart hurts so bad, the pain is so great that in your heart, that your heart begins to actually get stressed and sick. And like, it's a real thing. It's like documented that this can happen. It's because of the emotion in our body and how much it is there. And if we don't begin to process it and let it out, that it will start to affect you physically within your body. So something else that has been very common that I've talked with quite a few different people is that they might have like, say, for an example, a pain in their chest or their body or horrific pain in their stomach or like all sudden symptoms that they've never had before. Um, that started after their child died, a headache or stomach pain or whatever. And no matter how many medications they take or how much they go to their doctor and try to figure out what's going on with them, there's nothing wrong with them in the fact of like they can physically find something wrong. Like this is why you have this pain. They can't find the physical reason why that is a problem. And I believe that's when we need to start looking at the emotions inside your body. Like what is the emotion in there that is part of your body? How can you begin to care for you and release that emotion that's trapped in there? Going back to the emotion code, if you don't know what the emotion code is, um, you can watch some videos on YouTube or there's a book called The Emotion Code. It's just a, a practice of releasing the emotions from your body. Um, Yeah, I'm not going to dive too deep into it. But from the emotion code, I found it interesting that grief often settles into the lungs. And a common thing that happens after your child dies or somebody you love dies is that it's hard to breathe when you are grieving. It's like there's a big weight on your chest and you can't get a full breath of air. And I definitely had that. And when I would try to do a meditation or something like where they had you breathe in for five and out for seven. I was like, I cannot do that. I cannot breathe that long. I can't breathe in that far. Like it was impossible for me to breathe that deeply. I could only breathe in for three. And it was really hard to get a full breath of air. So what do you do when you're getting sick from the grief you're experiencing in your life, physically sick? How can you support your body through this experience so you don't have such a physical response? And on some level, like, I think it's okay. I think it's okay that it's part of your journey if you have it. Of course, your body's stressed. Of course, you are stressed. 
you have lived through the most horrific thing you can ever go through. So first start there that like, there's nothing wrong with you. You're not doing it all wrong. Um, that your body is going through one of the most horrific things ever. And to know that that is real and it's experience. And then from there, we can start to find ways to support your body, to support your mind, almost like caring for it so that it doesn't have to be so stressed. So maybe you can start to lighten the physical sickness of it a little bit. So first you can start to notice the ways that you can slow down and care for the grief inside your body. My mini workshop, Stop Talking, Start Feeling, is a great place to start to begin to learn how to process the emotions inside of you and truly begin to let them flow instead of staying stuck. So that is a super incredible thing for you to just begin getting in touch with your body and processing the emotions. So if you want to check that out, you can go to www.stoptalkingstartfeeling.com. Another thing you can do is try to get more sleep. Um, I know sleep can be elusive, especially when you are grieving. So I just want to recommend you to go back to episode 85 if you have not listened to it um, about sleep last week to help with ideas on how to do that. Um, Drinking water, eating healthier as you can and doing the best you can, really trying to nourish your body and supporting your body from that angle as well. Um, really getting support and help from those around you and leaning into others as much as you can because you do not need to do this all alone right now. I think we have such a society of like, you have to do it all alone. You have to be strong. You have to push through. Don't accept help. If you accept help in any way, you're weak. And I know the feeling for me, it was like, the biggest feeling of letting go and being like, I cannot do this alone. And anybody that offers in any way, I'm going to say yes, and I'm going to let them help me. And I know eventually the goal is to be able to stand on your own two feet again. But right now, allow the people around you to help you. Invest in help and support for yourself as well. Another thing is you might need to make major changes in your life. For example, like when I talked about that that time that my face started going numb, it was kind of a wake-up call that think something needed to change, that I couldn't keep sleeping one to two hours a night. I couldn't keep living with that anxiety in the way that I was in that moment. And so it turned out for us that a way for me to be able to sleep is I started taking some sleep things to help me sleep, like I talked about. Um, in the previous episode. And then I also started sleeping separately from my husband. So for about eight-ish months or something, because I could not sleep when my daughter was in the same room as me, um, I would not sleep at all, even if she was far away from me. Um, I could hardly actually sleep even when I was in a room by myself. So I had to sleep by myself in a room downstairs, and my husband slept with our daughter. And it was hard. I didn't like sleeping away from my husband. That's not something that we we like. It's not something we prefer for our marriage. But it was something that we had to do. And we had to be able to do for me to be able to kind of get some sleep. So I want to remind you that this is unchartered territory for you. So just give yourself grace as you navigate through it. 
And as you learn what works for you and how you can begin to process the emotions, I truly believe that physical symptoms and emotional symptoms are all related. They, we, we so often separate them that, no, this is what's happening in my body. It's this or that. But did it start out with emotions? What came first, the chicken or the egg? I don't know. But I really believe the emotions matter and processing like grief is so overwhelming to your body and it's so important to start caring for what's going on inside of you and it will certainly help with the physical symptoms that you're feeling in your body so let me know what stood out to you today in today's episode get in the facebook group and share what your biggest takeaway today was and i just as always thank you for being here take care i'll see you next week If you have found support, encouragement, and changes on your grief journey from this podcast, I want to invite you to come check out Stop Talking, Start Feeling. It's my mini workshop that takes what I talk about on this podcast and really brings it to a tangible, practical level. It dives into emotions and thoughts and how you can begin to process and move through them. There are also sections on releasing and processing sadness and guilt, which so often come up after your child dies. Join me over at www.stoptalkingstartfeeling.com. That's stoptalkingstartfeeling.com.